No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go! Good afternoon and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Friday fucking night. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hope you had a lovely couple of days because I certainly did. As always, we've got so much to get through in so little time. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, by all means. Gender of gender, gender of diamonds, gypsy of diamonds, gypsy with the diamond during the, during the intro diamonds. Now, thank you very much. There did you steal the intro, gypsy? Thank you very much, gypsy. Uh, yep, so much to get through. You know how to. You know. You know what? By now, you know how to support the show if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, I don't care. Talk to you. Hey, Hollywood Trent. Thank you for joining us, sir. With the diamond, hey Boogs. Well, hey to you too. Thank you very much for joining. Um, so you know how to support the show. Follow me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Yada 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 yada. One of those shows tonight. We're going to empty out the random file. I don't have a concurrent theme for you. I don't have a way to cleverly link one article to the clip to the article to the clip. I've just got a whole bunch of random shit. And you know what? It's Friday. I'm in that mood anyway. So why don't we just do it that way? Of course, tonight's recommended drinks, ladies and gentlemen. Cheap box wine, tonight's recommended snack. Bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here at 6pm. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm, to be fair, though, going to break the fourth wall here. I'm not drinking cheap box wine tonight. Tonight, I am drinking Bacardi Black, man. Mm. No, not, not Black Man. Bacardi Black, comma, man. Works on a contingency basis? No. Money down. Bacardi Black. Because I'm not a big um I'm not a big rum drinker, but I do like Jamaican rums or whatever wherever the fuck it's from. I don't know. I like Bacardi and and drinks like Bacardi. Cause I guess I'm a little bit gay. Holy shit! Holy shit! Phil! Uh, winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV. With the Ninja Gini, thank you for joining us, Phil. Ministry of Car Patrols reporting for duty. Good to see you on time, Phil. Uh, snipers at the ready for the Kingdom of Boogistan. Yes, thank you, sir. And we thank you for your service, Phil. Thank you very much. dlive.tv slash winning TV. Live tomorrow night around 8 p.m., I think, or thereabouts. Uh, D-Ball Money, thank you for the diamond, sir. G'day. Well, g'day, mate. How you going? So we can go a number of ways on this show tonight. Gypsy of Diamonds with the Gypsy. Vantage steals the diamond, Gypsy. Uh, you like the good breed rum. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, those good breeds know how to breed and know how to rum. Rum tum tugger. Uh, tonight, by the way, because I'm in that kind of a mood and we're doing random stuff, of course I have links and I, I have tabs and tabs and tabs and tabs and tabs of shit but I haven't decided which way we're going to go about this, how we're going to navigate through this field of potential things to talk about. So how about this? Here's another little plus for you, if you well, if you consider it a plus. Uh, if you want to join us tonight on the show, just have a casual chat. The Discord's open. 
So if you go to the Daily Boogie Discord, you see the open line jump in, you can be on the show. Because that's the kind of mood I'm in today. At the end of the week, it's Friday. haven't been very inconsistent with the Friday shows for like two months just because of work and other things. And last weekend, though, uh, dinner at the Greeno's house, which was fucking amazing. Lunch, sorry. Lunch, slow-cooked lamb ragu over homemade pasta. Christ, it was good. It's a good he's a good little cook, my little Greeno, my little mate. Uh, he does very well. So if you want to join us tonight, jump in the Discord, be on the show. We can talk about things and laugh at stuff. It's up to you. All right, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because I didn't get a chance to talk about this when it happened. And it was in the maybe pile for like two shows, but I thought, well, we better talk about it <laughs> because this is base China giving it to you right up the ass. China gave US diplomats anal COVID tests. So you've already you've already heard about the anal COVID test story by now, I'm sure. If you're in this audience, you would have already heard. I don't expect anybody in the audience to go, what, what? You know, because you guys keep track of this kind of shit. I get it. So you would have heard about the uh, the Chinese health officials, which is what we call them now. We used to call them rapists, but now we go. It's like that Family Guy episode. Remember when uh, Peter Griffin accuses the doctor of raping him when he gets a prostate check? It's <laughs> We used to call them rapists, but now we call them health experts, medical professionals. Um, you know what? I'm just going to pop the X tag on. Because <laughs> the last show we did on Wednesday, for some reason, for some reason, for some unknown reason, there wasn't a replay on, on DLive. I don't know why. I'm sure it's just a glitch. It was just a little glitch. Just one of those glitchy little glitches that sometimes glitch. That had nothing to do with the content of the show or anything like that. Of that, I'm damn certain. And if you were to suggest anything else, anything other than that, then you'd be, you'd probably be a right-wing conspiracy theorist. And let me tell you something, right-wing conspiracy theorists, we don't want your kind round here. This is a very open, loving show, a safe space, if you will, if you want to call it that, even though that's become a bit of a right-wing extremist dog whistle over the years, unfortunately. But this is a place of love and harmony and sharing and happiness. And that's the way we like to roll here on this show. And especially in this chat. Especially in this chat. So yeah, so everybody's heard about the Chinese health officials giving anal COVID tests to American diplomats. But I, I wonder how many people heard this. China gave US diplomats anal COVID tests, quote, in error. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. It, tu- it turned out you don't need uh, uh, anal swab at all. It was a mistake. You see here, he uh, put in a wrong paperwork. <laughs> my, my apology. <laughs> you know, sometimes people make a mistake, you know? Hey, man. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> like, this was, this was never about safety. I guess it can be tougher for people who aren't close to Asian politics to figure Asian politics out because it seems like they do a lot of hyper-aggressive things for their enemy, but that's that's kind of not really true because in Asian politics, they have uh, they, they use they they all live by the concept of face. 
So this was entirely about, in my opinion, it had nothing to do with safety. It had nothing to do with COVID testing. It, they, you know, show me diplomatic immunity, right? So this group of people in a foreign country who are supposed to be relatively untouchable. You know, diplomats have done some fucking horrendous things in the countries that they're posted over the last fucking hundred years that have never gone anywhere, right? So diplomats can almost get away with murder and probably have in the past. So they're supposed to be untouchable. This whole exercise of giving them anal COVID swabs, uh, swabs was all about China flexing to its own people, right? Because people are like, oh, this is all about China. Yes, it's about humiliating the United States. But it's not about humiliating the United States for Americans to be humiliated. It's about humiliating the United States so their own people can look at them as strong, right? As a difference. So, whereas we in the vest, in, in, in the vest, in the vest. <laughs> Don't know why I slipped into my dead grandmother's accent for, for some reason. You'll see here in the vest, here in the West, uh, we would view it as like a personal slight, a personal attack to, to humiliate us because they want us to feel shitty, but that's not the way they approach it. They humiliate us so they can look strong. I know, it's it's it sounds tedious and it sounds like semantics, but that's basically the base driver of all like Asian foreign diplomacy when it comes to politics. That's the way they address it. It's about looking strong to their people, not about you. But still, you know, pull your pants down, sir. We're about to swab that asshole. I, I can't think of anything more undignified for a diplomat, you know. Uh, but then the ultimate, you know, the ultimate insult is not the, the COVID swipe on the arsehole. The ultimate insult is afterwards telling them, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't mean to do that. <laughs> well, you can't be too careful, you know. <laughs> Base China. We very much need to uh, make a test. You'll put, we see, we put this in your asshole. We put this in your asshole and then afterwards... Oh, oh, it was our mistake. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> My apology. It seems we don't need to uh, swipe your asshole at all. Okay, you go now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Got to hand it to them. They know what they're doing. Uh, let's go to this one. I, I do have some more fun stuff, and I'm going to give you like a multiple choice. But I just thought we'll tick off a couple of the news items I have because they're, they're going to be worthless in a day or two from now. So Wheels, otherwise known as the governor of Texas, came out and made this announcement. I know we have like a fair few Texans who listen to this show. I, I know that like podcast wise, I don't know about live stream audience because in the podcast, you can see where people like geographically are located, right? When they download your show. So we've got a few Texan listeners. Um... How long have you been living with the mask mandate for? How long has that been? Would you say like six months or thereabouts? Something like that. Anyway, here is Governor Wheels uh, making the big announcement. He's very proud of himself that masks, whoosh, we're, we're doing away with the masks. We're fucking the masks off. Let's have a look. It is now time to open Texas. Yeah. 100 yeah. Am I the only one that thinks um, since Ron DeSantis has been on this angle for, what, months, right? 
since Ron, since Ron DeSantis has publicly, he's done the right thing. He's doubled down. You know, we've we've talked about this before. It's at the stage now for Ron DeSantis where he he must know that any attempt to appease from here on out will just be met with complete disdain and they're just going to attack him forever anyway because he's making them look silly, right? Uh, in a similar way to what Trump did in 2016. Once you make these media types look ridiculous, once, once you make them look like fucking idiots, then that's it. They're out for you. The whole the, the rest of their career will be dedicated to attacking you. So he must know that by now. Now, what he does, what the similar thing to what Trump did in 2016, right? How many Republicans appeared to grow a set of nuts after Trump was elected? You know what I mean? Like he gave them, he gave them like a, he gave them a distraction for everybody to focus on so they themselves could like kind of grow into their own skin, grow a set of nuts again. And then they were starting to throw their weight around too. But since he was emasculated repeatedly in the press over the, you know, the next four years, that all went away. But now DeSantis, the DeSantis method of handling lockdowns has now become normalized, at least with, you know, people who watch uh, politics. Enough so, so that other Republicans now, because somebody else has kind of thrown their body on the barbed wire fence, now they can run over him and go into battle. So, you know, proud Governor Wheels of Texas, who's been giving it to Texans fucking raw for months and months and months and months and months and couldn't give a fuck. All of a sudden, now he comes out and says, you know what? We're standing up for freedom again. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Governor Wheels. That's very nice of you. It's very generous of you. Look, he's giving Texans their freedom back. What a nice guy. <laughs> it is now time to open Texas uh-huh. 100%. Texas. I'm leaning towards having my staff still wear, wear a mask uh-huh. and, and maybe require anybody that comes here. I right. can't help but feel a little that it's a little premature. <laughs> Now, this is where it starts to get fun. Because remember we spoke about, you know, just on the last episode, we said, you know, governments don't need to enforce mask mandates. They'll just get business owners to enforce it themselves. Now, look at this fucking guy. Yeah, the governor may have come out with an executive. The, the governor may have come out and said, we don't need to wear masks anymore, but I'm still going to need everybody to wear a mask when they come into my store. See, now it's starting to get a little weird, man. <laughs> You know, not. I don't have anything against it. Like, if you want to force people, if you want to force people to take their pants off before they come into your store, okay, good luck. We'll let the market decide. You know, how many people would go in there with their junk sloshing around in the punch? How many people would want to do that? So, all right, let's choose. So, let's put a store right next to the. So, one store you have that you have to wear a mask whenever you go in there. All the staff is wearing masks. Okay. And then right next to it, we'll have a store saying, you don't have to wear shit in here if you don't want. You can just come in. And we'll see which one does better. See which one does better. Because the way it works right now is, uh, like I said, DeSantis is making the rest of these governors look silly. He is. He's making them look ridiculous. Just by, you know, by not buying into... Oh, this is the solution, is to, you know, send everybody bankrupt. (laughs) He makes them look silly. So now they're all going to grow their balls. Even if they can't walk, they're going to grow their balls. And, you know, they're going to take up the cause. 
This is interesting. I caught this earlier today. And reminder, if you want to get on the show today, jump in the Discord, have a chat, whatever. Fucking come on in, because I'm in that kind of a mood. Uh, should I put the should I put the call in number up if someone wants to call in instead, maybe? There you go. 646-583-2700. That number again, 646-583-2700. Let's have a look. Word and inflection point. Everybody has said it. Fork in the road, whatever. Pick- uh, yeah, we got someone in Discord already. Nicky Fruit Loops. Nicky Fruit, can you hear me? He muted himself. <laughs> right. If he unmutes himself and then wants to talk on the show, we'll go back to Nicky Fruit. The metaphor here. Did, did the decisions, these decisions to drop the mass mandates, which feels like more consequential than the decision of... All right, Nicky Fruit, can you hear me? Hello, Nicky Fruit Loops. I can see him there. If he pikes, if he pikes up and says something, we'll hear it. Open up. I mean, if everybody were wearing a mask, I think we'd be in a different situation. Oh, I forgot. I have to push to talk. Thank you, Jim Adler, for reminding me that my voice doesn't do anything. <laughs> okay, welcome to the show. How you going, man? I have nothing interesting. You said to go in, and I had to go through hell and high water, mm. two streaming services to find a fucking Discord link. I love you so much. Did you really? Two two streaming services to get in here, and like now having made it through like the minefield after all of this sacrifice, this journey that you've been on, now you're here and you're like, ah, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> I got nothing. I kind of thought you'd be I, there'd be like a green room thing where you got to wait to go on, but oh, I'm right. used to uh, in the old days of call screeners. This is very uh, straightforward. Yeah. I could say anything at any time, but I won't. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could. <laughs> I can, I can always do things on this end to remedy, well, so, you know. Well, of course, but yeah. I, I don't want to bother with that. That'd what be would a, you say, though? If you could say anything to me, what would it be? Just for out of interest. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I genuinely, no, no, you know what? No, I'm, no. I'm not going to take the bait. <laughs> All right. Well, have a look. Check out this. Uh, tell me what you think of this. So this guy is apparently, his name is Dr. Besser. And he states ending mask mandates is the wrong direction to go in. You don't want to be on the wrong side of history. So let's see what this cat's got to say. Word an inflection point. It's an inflection Everybody point. Everybody has said it. Fork in the road, whatever. Yeah. Pick the metaphor here. Yeah. Did, did the decisions, these decisions to drop the mask mandates, which feels like more consequential than the decision to open up. I mean, uh -huh. if everybody were wearing a mask, right. yeah. I think we'd be in a different situation. Really? Did we already choose the wrong path? Is it already <laughs> too late? Is it already too late? There's, we're, we're past the, the point of no return now. Well, Chuck, I, I think that there are some states that are definitely choosing the wrong wrong path here. Right. You know, I've, I've been saying over the past... Gee, if only we could let the health officials... What if they were able to control every state? Wouldn't that be convenient? You know, I think a lot of states are going about this the wrong way. Gee, if only we could put Dr. Fauci... Can we vote for Dr. Fauci, please? Maybe he needs to be installed. Because when are you stupid, ignorant rubes... When are you going to start listening to the experts? You know, the experts care about you. They want to keep you safe. So this is all. This has nothing to do with browbeating. Um, and by the way, if you have an opinion, right? See, there's a debate to be had. Are masks a net good? You know, yes or no. Who wants to take the affirmative? Who wants to take the negative? And do lockdowns help, you know, diminish the spread of COVID? Yes slash no. Is it worth the uh, uh, economic cost of doing so? Yes slash no, right? We can have all of these debates. At least we thought we could. <laughs> because the issue with, uh, I guess, debate, the state of debate now 
is you can post, like, say this, for example. So this guy is going to come out and say that uh, it's wrong to take away the mask mandate. Okay, okay. I can tell you from experience, the city that I live in, we had a mask mandate for about two weeks in the last 12 months where the government said, okay, whenever you go outside, you have to wear one. Uh, I think you still have to wear one on public transport, but the rest of the time, no, no masks. Um, over the last month or two, I think we've had like maybe one or two people have COVID. So no masks. There are still weird restrictions, like how many people you can have in a restaurant and stuff like that. But bars are open. People are drinking in bars again. People are going to nightclubs again. So there's that, right? Um, so... <laughs> I have, I am slightly partial myself just because I live in Florida in an area where I, I just keep the mask in my pocket on my arm. I'll put it on my face. And I found that at least for myself, I don't want to talk to anybody anyway. So right. I'm, uh, it's worked well. But if uh, if it's a, an area where, you know, I, I, I don't give anybody any shit about it and people no. leave me alone. So I'm happy. But if I see someone without one, I'm like, well, what the fuck ever? I, do, I genuinely exactly. don't care. Yeah, I, I, like I'm the same. Like, and if I see someone wearing one, I don't care. I don't get angry at them. You know, I would like I would never think to approach some some stranger on the street who's wearing a mask and start lecturing them about fake news and shit. I could I could never do that to somebody. You know, maybe it's a big city I, mentality. If you live in a big city, I, you're maybe I, you're more likely to I, kind of head down and just like just leave me alone, man. I'm fucking going to the store. Fucking leave me out of it. You know? I, I I've had I've had all of two people give me any shit of just being the only one with the mask on but i mean the re realistically i just i just has become yes uh, like it shouldn't be but it because become sort of muscle memory at this point sure. but i found it i don't want to be out with the with anybody anyway so mm. it's even better because no one no one's gonna come up going hi how are you today <laughs> go fuck yourself but it's just muffled <laughs> exactly see the the thing i like about this though so have a one more listen to this guy and then i'll explain when I'm. some now. states that are definitely choosing the wrong wrong path here uh, you know I've, I've been saying over the past number of days that i've had cautious optimism uh, but that's tempered when you see states removing mask guidance. You know, one of the things <laughs> we learned over the course of last year was the value of masks. And we went from a no mask situation to one where we were able to show that wearing masks provides protection not only to okay. the individual, yeah. but to all of those people around that person. Okay, now here's the sad irony. This is the sixth state of debate that I was talking about. This claim that this man has made that, oh, it's obvious, you know, the, the science is in. The, the science is settled. We have consensus. Masks are super good. They super work. But I can tell you in this country, right, the city that I'm in, the state that I'm in, no mask mandate except for maybe two weeks uh, has, you know, in the last month, I don't think any cases. The state directly to our south, the state of Victoria, is the state that's had a mask mandate for months and months and months and months. And they're the ones who repeatedly go into like full fucking stage five cancer lockdowns. They're the ones who repeatedly, like, just shut down their economy. They were under a lockdown for three months, right? They've had mask mandate, and this is the place where all of the victims are. So if I was to point that out in a YouTube comment or point that out on a tweet or something, it's very likely that that comment would be removed for spreading misinformation, even though it happened, even though it's real, even though it's fact. So that's, that's the state of debate today. So that's why you've got to be very careful. Oh, yes, there is consensus because if you don't agree, you will be unpersoned from the internet.
It's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. It's not even about science at this point. Just like I can just tell you, observable personal experience. Like this, this is what happened here, and you have to you have to pretend to agree with the exact opposite. Otherwise, you're a denier. How about that? Twenty twenty one. Um. Tell you what. How about this? This may be the this may be the solution to our COVID problems. Going to bring you down under for a little story here. Let me tell. Let me let me see what you think of this. Now the TGA has approved what could be the fastest COVID nineteen disinfectant in okay. the world. Okay. The Australian made product called ViroClear claims to kill the virus in just ninety seconds, seven times faster than any other product on the market. Ninety seconds to kill the virus. So I guess it's over then, right? It's done. Isn't that show over now? Oh, hang on. I put the I put the number up and I didn't have my Skype on. How about that? See, the, that was things stupid. like this that make me miss Flu Buddy from the stand. <laughs> miss who? What? Sorry. I'm sorry. There was a, a TV version of the stand, and they put a little commercial in of uh, Flu Body, Flu Buddy, which was something you uh, had when things were going around. Makes oh. me miss that. Goes. What was this called? ViroClear. Oh, Jesus Christ. ViroClear. <laughs> Get clear. Get COVID clear with ViroClear. No alcohol, no ethanol, kills COVID in 90 seconds. Claims to kill the virus in just 90 seconds, seven times faster than any other product on the market. It's an alcohol-free formula that is non-toxic and non-irritant oh. using lemon bush and chamomile extracts. Wow, sounds like very natural things. Eh? Lemon and chamomile. How wonderful. Seems rather, uh, rather calming, actually. Yeah, it seems like... Therapeutic, it seems like it just would, enjoy it, it smell take pleasant. it, relax, and the swab goes right up, and yeah. you, you enjoy it. Yes, so like just a dash of chamomile and lemon juice beneath each nostril will get you to relax your sphincter. Just enough, maybe we can get two or three swabs in there if we get you very relaxed. A sip of your chamomile tea and let your troubles Absolutely. go away. And yeah. for every swab, that's a new case, exactly. <laughs> Uh, from today, it will be available for more than 5 million Australians in wow. aged care, universities, yeah. schools, pubs and restaurants. Uh, joining me now is the chair and founder of BioInnovate, Ross McDougall. Ross. Um, Aye, Mr great... McDougall. How did you come up with the idea? Well, uh, to be honest with you... <laughs> How did you come up with the idea for spray and wipe? <laughs> you know... Mr. McDougall, we've got some questions for you and your company. How did you, how did you, in this era of COVID uh, paranoia, where everybody's talking about things being clean, how did you uh, think of coming up with a cleaning product? How did you do that? So, well, like you, I used to run a company called Nature's Miracle that would be able to give you the spray to spray on cat piss, and we. You know, realize that we lost other companies, so we've got all this product we need to move, and uh, we've come on down, uh, down under. Ah, yes. <laughs> Your Lord knows every house in Australia smells like cat piss. Oh, let's go. You. Uh, it was my wife. She, oh. she was... Very, sec uh, very sexist of him, I'm afraid. How did you come up with this cleaning product? Oh, it was my wife. <gasps> did you hear that? I bet he's never picked up a fucking sponge in his life. This, this horrible man. Imagine how he mistreats her. Oh, of course the woman comes up with the cleaning product. Of course. Of course. That's the only reason people want to buy it. Hmm. She suffers very badly from skin irritation. So what? The woman came up with the product and he's the one that gets to go on TV and be the owner of the company. And st this is so patriarchy.
And she was, uh, when the pandemic hit, uh -huh. I had to come up with a formula that would help her right. uh, protect herself from the pandemic, but right. also protect her skin from not being irritated mm. because she couldn't use ethanol-based products or, or, or other products on the market. Yes. Which are normally in the sanitizers. Correct. So she yeah. had a reaction to it. Is that <laughs> because <laughs> alcohol breaks up virus bodies, and if you can't take it, that means natural selection obviously failed. I just, hey, just stop bringing science into into this discussion, Nick. The reality, oh, you're fair. That's right. <laughs> There's no room for science here. Come on. Um, the thing I love about this is though, like this is Australia's most popular. Like this is like our Good Morning America kind of show, Sunrise. So this is Australia's most watched like brec breakfast program. And it, that pretty much is your, is it quite the, the today program? I, yes. I know the, the, I'm speaking for US stuff, the, the guy that's always laughing, the, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's, well, they, yeah, they have a competitor on a different network, but this is the bigger show. And um, I think it's more like Good Morning America, you know, that kind of, you know, easy information morning variety kind of lightweight kind of program. That makes sense. Yeah. But the thing I love about this is like, <laughs> this is one of the most Australian things you'll ever see. In, you know, what do other breakfast programs talk about, you know, around the world? It would be like the big political news of the day, uh, what's happening in finance and stuff. And here, here we are talking about sanitizers. Oh, well, that would really be in the sanitizer section of the um, of the supermarket. Yes, it would. We put some chamomile in it. Oh, that's lovely. Like, you know, we, we have conversations like old housewives have conversations. <laughs> what a wonderful cleaning product. You know, daddy, daddy. I, why don't you forget about the news? Do the whole show about the dolly, right? Do the whole show about the cleaning product. Okay. It is really a wonderful product. Is that why the secret ingredient, lemon yes. bush and chamomile, lemon makes bush. a big difference? Well, before I answer that, mm. could I just say, look, look, ViroClear yeah. is, is the first uh, ever, well, first ever hand sanitizer, <laughs> the surface disinfectant that okay. works on all hard surfaces. Okay. This, this is riveting stuff. Uh, let's go to something else. It's Mardi Gras in Sydney, ladies and gentlemen. Gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. But this brings a, you know, a few questions along with it this year. Because how exactly are the gays and the lesbians supposed to celebrate? How are we supposed to take pride in this community during the COVID unsafe era? You know, um, Which is, it's an interesting proposition for me because the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras to my knowledge, in the past, hasn't been too concerned with the transferring of, you know, potentially, you know, spreading I things. That was the point. <laughs> that was kind of the point of everybody meeting up. Like it's like every year people get really upset at this, and it's like I, I really don't care about the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. I don't care. It's a party one. I would go. I would go to the Mardi Gras and drink and have a party. It's just like, all right, I'm just not going to have sex with any guys tonight. You know. So I don't really care about that kind of shit. But a lot of people get really angry and it's and it's like, oh, they're just degenerates out there to fuck. And I'm like, yeah, of course they are. But that's, you know, our version of that is the nightclub. That's what young straight people do. That's what young straight degenerates do to fuck. They go to nightclubs and shit. So this is like a one night a year where they just, all right, look, everybody go out there. And f all right, get your fuck on. That's fine. I don't really care. But in the COVID era, it makes it complicated. Now, like I said, I don't think this community in the past has really had an issue with sharing bodily fluids and stuff. It's kind of, you know, what they do on, on Mardi Gras night. But, you know, we've got, to, we've got to get in. We've got to get involved. How can we make it more COVID safe for everybody? Let's have a look. 
Sixes are being swapped for sequins as a COVID-friendly Mardi Gras settles into its new home at the... <laughs> COVID-friendly Mardi Gras. <laughs> you know, because we now, like to have I've fun. Seen co- I've seen a version of COVID-friendly Mardi Gras, but there's a movie called Midnight Express. Okay. There's one particular scene in it that if you remember where the uh, lady puts a tit up against the glass. That's about as COVID-safe as you can get. COVID-safe. Titties through... Put them on the glass. Sir, mix-a-lot styles. The SCG ahead of tomorrow's party. But Oxford Street... So the SCG is the Sydney cricket ground. It holds about 35,000 people or thereabouts. Now, what would normally happen is you have the Mardi Gras parade where there's floats and everything, and they go down uh, one of the main roads in Sydney called Oxford Street and then congregate down at Hyde Park, and that's when all the drinking and drug-taking and fisting takes place after the parade. And I guess, to be fair, you're at least having it. Our Mardi Gras here was cancelled now for the second year in a row. Right, okay. But I think this is more gay than your one, if that makes sense. This is more about the the gay people. Did you say yes or no? Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. This is more like this is more like just a gay night out. Whereas Mardi Gras, like the one in New Orleans, I think is just a party. Everybody goes out to party, and there's a gay element to it, but it's not the point. If that makes sense. But Oxford Street won't be altogether empty. Okay. With a group of protesters ah. granted a last-minute exemption Good. to march. Okay, so we've got people power. We've got protesters marching at the Mardi Gras. Let's have a look at this. Mask wearers unite. This is Pride, <laughs> pandemic style. Yeah. Our world famous. Now, see, like, for example. Now, some people get really angry at scenes like this. I just giggle because I think it's silly, you know? It just makes me laugh. So, you can get angry at them if you want. I, okay. You know, I, I don't see something to be angry at. I see guys wearing silly costumes. That's all I see, you know? So maybe I'm the odd one out here. I don't know. We're protesting Mardi Gras style. A celebration of freedom locked inside the controlled environment of the SCG. Yes, because there's nothing nothing, uh, more. You know, we're so proud here in the gay community. We're so proud of ourselves. We're going to show our pride by standing up to the fascists and following the rules so we can have a COVID-safe Mardi Gras. So fucking bizarre to me. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do what we're told because we are such rebels. We're we're so proud. This is about stepping out. This is about not being intimidated. <laughs> By the way, uh, make sure you follow all of the government's rules for Mardi Gras. I mean, we wouldn't want to be COVID spreaders. We wouldn't want to spread COVID. We'll spread other things, I, but we don't want to spread I've got, COVID. I've got to give them this more than anything else. Yeah. They did it. They, they did still it. did it. Oh yeah, because I mean, you're not gonna give up Mardi Gras, are you? You know, if they give you a watered-down Mardi Gras that's, you know, strictly confined within a sports stadium, it's like, well, it's better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Governor. Rainbows spilling down the sports ground stairs. Rainbows. Officers making sure that's the only thing that spreads. They found that they found the three lesbian uh, oh, police the, officers. Jesus Christ, you're... <laughs> We got the butch one, the butch one, and the, eh, it's all right, lipstick. The more feminine one. <laughs> the butch one, the butch one, and the cat lady. <laughs> and look at look at the uh, look at the imagery here, like strolling down the rainbow-coloured footpath. Oh, isn't that fucking wonderful? <laughs> the police would be happy, though, because every Mardi Gras, there's, they're always busy on Mardi Gras because people get too drunk and fucking get annoying and get into fights and stuff. So that happens. 
So they'd be very happy they can just lock them in the stadium now. And they'll they'll be thanked for it. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Policeman. Uh, I didn't want to be spreading coronavirus. Our response will be a high visible and mobile policing presence. Today, police trying to block a breakaway group at the Supreme Court. Ah. Pride in protest winning the right to carry oh, out a street march. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. You had something to say? What? No, why? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? What the fuck? He's not a president anymore. He's gone. <laughs> Just dance, you f I can't. I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> He's screaming so hard. His mic is cutting out. I'm sorry, I am genuinely that angry just because I, I, I didn't expect Talk us through that it. Talk us through it. Story. Well, what? I don't, I don't, and I, and I mean this, and, and I'm saying this as an American, I wasn't a Trump voter, etc. But what the fuck does that have to do with your gay COVID protest thing on I stairs? Know. I don't know. I'm still I'm still back at 2016 talking points. I'm trying to think of what specifically did Trump do that was anti-gay ever. Like I I can't think of anything. Uh, well, well, there was there was the not having trans in, but then that's not necessarily gay, and that's going to no. get me gone too. But whatever, that's, yeah. I, I that's all I can think of. Right. I, the, the but see, that's Maybe that's part others, of the symptoms. You see, what that's, does it have to do with these two? Uh, what's the, the, the fucking, no, not Peacock. What's the thing with the long with the bill? It doesn't matter. Some toucan. bird that aren't the, toucan. Yeah. Thank you. Toucan Very namely of me, apparently. These toucan knockoffs. <laughs> the, they why, look fantastic. Why, what are you talking uh, about? I, I, no, no, I mean, I, I get it. Okay. okay. I mean, this, I'm just going a little bit separately back. The, okay. the, the orange back. man bad. I get it. Yeah. But what does that have to do with your Marty, Marty Gras? What the fuck? Come on, man. <laughs> well, you've, say, got, you've, you've got the two that were making a glass go for yes. about 15 minutes before they end up dead in an alley. Mm -hmm. And then this. <laughs> now, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand it. That's all right. Now, see, I, I do want to address something though. So you brought up the trans thing. It's like, okay, I'll take your point. And that's part of the thing that we were talking about on this show, I think on Monday. Oh no, maybe, pre I can't remember actually. Um, But, you know, the end of what we've what we're dealing with here is a situation where, you know, uh, uh, there has become a political movement of just trying to band together all of these disparate groups who are not, you know, the quote unquote majority, right? But, like we're creating what, a coalition, what? but it's hang on, hang on. So it's uh, I've always thought it to be a very artificial thing, like the individual elements that I've known and met and become friends with of like the LGBTQI plus movement or whatever you want to call it, right? The individual elements more often than not despise being lumped together with the other ones and then being like used as a political battering ram. You know, like I've met conservative gay guys who are like, oh, this is all so fucking cringe. Like I fucking can't stand it. I've met left wing lesbians who like aren't really lefties, like they just culturally, naturally fall like on the center left where they're like, oh, I think we should give more money to, you know, homeless people and stuff like that kind of level. And they don't really get involved. And, but they all hate each other's gut. Like all of the different separate sections of the LGBTQ, they all hate one another. <laughs> they're, they're not a team. They fucking despise well, it. I, I guess, and, I, and, and I know I may be asking the wrong person, but it's your people. So I have to ask it. What the fuck does <laughs> Trump. this particular 
this paper mache whatever the hell have to do yeah. with their celebration? Uh, well, I mean, I guess they're overcoming Donald Trump, right? They, 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 do they have? Uh, maybe they're Trump supporters. Who knows? Maybe we're missing something here. Uh, uh, you never know. That's um, that little bit where he would have pushed it over the line. Yeah. I mean, it's a lovely represent. It's a very accurate representation here, isn't it, of the former president? I, it, it, <laughs> it's a accurate, loving, but not timely. Right. <laughs> well said. Right, let's carry on. The right to carry out a street march right. of their own, highlighting issues like trans rights and the Black Lives Matter movement. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. So it's about... There's a, there's a particular bingo card that we could go through every continent and every country in the world, and you just get bingo, bingo, bingo. Uh, and it seems to be just a, a very common. Yeah. I mean, I know a couple of gay guys who are like fucking corporate professionals, right? Who go to Mardi Gras. And like on that one day of the year, they will dress up in like the fucking tight jeans and they'll go out there and do gay shit because, you know, they're gay men. And then on Monday, they'll they'll put their suit back on and get in their fucking, you know, $100,000, you know, luxury car and go back to work. So it's, it's like they're not to there, release. Yeah, there's definitely, there's a difference. There's a difference in how you express things going, all right, that's okay, fine. I have my, you know, 364 days, fine. I'll be a, yep. a, a, yep. a you know, straight lace citizen. You know, this one day I show out versus... Yeah, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just still shooken by. It. There's a head in the back. Oh my! No, no, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he's there. Why? Why? <laughs> because it's not about. It's not about pride. It's not about pride. It's about shame. It's about your shame. So it's about shaming. Now, like, you know, uh, it's I'll, about. I'll, I'll take it a definite time where I, I'm. I, I live in a in a weird bubble of, uh, and it's at least in U.S. politics. I don't know how it's spread around the world, but yep. the red state and blue yep. state. I'm on the. I'm. I'm literally You're on the border uh, uh, yeah. where I live. A fe yeah, fence hopper where I go into blue country all the time and come back out into red country, and it's just. Um, uh, 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 I'm forgetting the word, but like you know. Sort of where you, you rent your neck in a crash. I know there's a word for that. Yeah, no, no, I understand just completely. Back and forth yeah. every single day. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I understand completely because I've i grown up in a city that's, you know, pretty left-wing. But even like just take my local, you would call it a county, right? We call it an electorate. In my county, it's like 70% of the population don't speak English. And in my county, like it's very, very socially conservative. Like we've got a lot of, we've got the world, the Southern Hemisphere's largest mosque here. Right, so it's very. We, uh, my county, for want of a better term, is one of the ones that voted against gay marriage, but it was all of the immigrants who vote left wing all the time. So there's always nuance and subtlety. Like you know, people who vote left wing where I live, even though I've grown up like in this left wing area, but I, I don't vote left wing. Uh, but I've grown up in a left wing area. But I, most of my friends are left wing, right? They would look at this, and even though these people are saying left wing things, they would be disgusted by this. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, what is this? But at the, at the end of the day, they'll all vote for the same party. That's it. part of what I was talking about with this building of this coalition, this disparate coalition that takes place. It's cynical and it's wrong. And, you know, you're turning, you're now turning party time into let's talk about politics time. Like if, if I invite over friends for like a night, hey, you know what? Let's drink some beer. We'll eat some corn chips and we'll watch some football. What do you say? Fuck yeah, bro. And then my friends come over and I start lecturing them about Black Lives Matter and shit. Like, th this is why nobody likes you. 
It's got nothing to do with who you fuck, right? It's got nothing to do with you wanting to wear fishnets and dancing around in, in you know, weird little outfits. Nobody cares about that stuff. But it's when they show up to the party and start harassing and haranguing you about, oh, this is why you should vote for my guy. You're such a racist and stuff. That's when everyone's like, oh, fucking shut up, man. Shut up. Leave me alone. You know, I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound like an old, uh, uh, generally, uh, generally an old man a here. But I can remember <laughs> when we didn't talk about the yes, shit and yes. we just enjoyed things together, as opposed to, I need to wear this on my sleeve, and if you don't agree with me, uh, I, I have to now denounce you and everything else. Going, I, I have known some people in my life, and still know to this point that I, yeah, I don't agree with a lot of the points but I still want to fucking laugh and have fun and exactly. shit. And that's what you do. Exactly. Exactly. That's what normal people do, Nikki. That's what normal fucking people do. And, you know, there was a time, like, <clears throat> I'm not saying you never talk politics and stuff in, like, social settings and shit, but you read the fucking room. Like, so if I go to a friend's place for a barbecue, but it's one of those ones that ends up being, like, a late night, like, maybe, like, a midnight finish or something like that, where after dinner the girls are inside... You know, the wives are inside talking about what they're talking about and just say it's like three or four of us sitting out the back, maybe having like a cigarette and a whiskey or something. Then a little politics might be discussed, but it's not when you first walk in and all the kids are running around and everybody's just trying to relax. That's not the time for the political discussion. You should only have the political discussion afterwards when you're all very fucking drunk because <laughs> that makes the most sense. You know what I mean? Uh, let's carry that's on. When, that's when you'll tend to find the most truth usually. Yeah, yeah. People let their guard down, right? We want to fight for the political issues that the Mardi Gras SCG parade is not fighting for. You've seen. <laughs> so, do you see what's happening here? This beautiful thing. So you have a split, right? So the the official Mardi Gras organisers, they're the ones who have taken the deal to have the regular, you know, not really political, although I'm sure there's a little bit of it kind of sprinkled around in there generally anyway, but the not really political Mardi Gras where it's like, let's just go out and get high and fuck and have a party and that kind of thing. And so so there's a there's a group of people who feel like that's not being that's not being political enough. So they've started their own rogue Mardi Gras. So now we're going to have two competing Mardi Gras and this other group has been given uh, a permit to march down Oxford Street even though the original group couldn't march down Oxford Street because of coronavirus concerns. So that's what we're dealing with here. Another group came out and said, you know what, we don't agree with that because we want to make a whole bunch of political statements and turn this into a political issue. And the government said, good idea. <laughs> you can march, but the non-political ones, they can't. They have to be locked into a fucking stadium instead. <laughs> we're asking for trouble. We're asking for trouble most of the time by this, this double standard shit, this addiction to, to short-term pandering and... Uh, it just makes me sick. The empty statements, the shallow statements, the conformity. It just, uh, I thought it was supposed to be everything but that. But here we are. The Minister for, for Health step up yep. and give an exemption. Yeah. It's the essence of Mardi Gras to express political rights. <laughs> what the f- What? <laughs> Never Sorry, miss let me an tell opportunity. You what, let me, Never let me, miss let me a chance. Originally, from where it is, what Mardi Gras is. Okay. <laughs> drink, tits, drink, yeah. tits, yeah. drink, tits, pass out. No, no, no. I'm, I'm afraid you're wrong. Uh, the original, the, the original reason for Mardi Gras was to express political views. <laughs>
Jesus fucking Christ. Mm. Occupy my life in the chat. No, no, the we got it wrong. It's the essence. <laughs> it's the essence of Mardi Gras. It's its soul. If you take the, if you take the, the fucking essence. political... It's like the flavored water you get that has the essence of blueberry. If the you... essence of watermelon. If the you et... take politics out of the Jeez. Mardi Gras, you are ripping its soul out of its fucking chest, man. You can't have this. It'd be a tragedy. Everything, everything must be political at all times, every time. Otherwise, we're just not doing it enough. We're just not doing it's politics hard enough. debauchery before you go into fucking Lent, get ash on your forehead, and don't do things for 30 days. And ask for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't forgive any of these people for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> there will be no forgiveness. I'm sorry. God does indeed hate you. <laughs> there may be people who enjoy being in the stadium for their own reasons, but that doesn't mean that we should give up these streets. The protest means- Who's streets? Mm, like the our streets, Delavina honey. Speaking up in Australia, it's very nice. <laughs> there will be a Mardi Gras gathering here at Taylor Square. Members will Taylor be split Square. into groups. Oh, okay, all right, seriously now. Why that font? <laughs> Why? I've never seen that in any... What the fuck is wrong with your country? And yes, I'm going to say that right now. What the fuck is wrong with your country right now? What? You got something against the font? What do you don't like about it? I don't know. Let me... Excuse me. Sorry. Let me rephrase. Oh, please. That seems like an incorrect font to use. Mm. It's far too... Happy? Gay. <laughs> happy? Happy. Gay. It's very gay. Happy. Mm. <laughs> I'm not losing another Twitter account, you fucker. <laughs> now, groups of 500 at Gay Taylor Square. Into groups of 500 before okay. a nod to the traditional. Now look at the road go... as well. <laughs> now what does that? Look... <laughs> Do they start curving back really quickly at the end yeah. and then loop back to whatever that first road? Yeah, it, cur it curves dangerously to the right, just right at the end there. Um, because you should have switched hands when you were growing up. All the way down Oxford Street to Hyde Park. Hyde Organisers Park. say the protest can be controlled and it can be peaceful. There'll be ah, good. hand sanitizer. Hey, good, a, con a controlled protest with hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, <laughs> lube, what else are we going to put on the fucking trail? Jesus. Free condoms and HIV tests. At uh, the I, end bet you, I bet you that's the, I bet you Come that's on the in, fucking, everybody. I bet you that's want to make sure you're safe. <laughs> that's the irony of this. I bet you they don't hand out free condoms. They'll hand out free packets of fucking sand sanitizer though. But there will be no condoms available anywhere. And it can be peaceful. There'll be hand sanitizer and social distancing. Ah, uh, good. So they oh, expect bullshit. social distancing bullshit, in the bullshit, Mardi Gras. Bullshit. There is no social distancing <laughs> in any Mardi Gras. <laughs> And especially not at this one. We've got high hopes. We've got high hopes. Oh yes. At this at this thing we at this thing we call the Mardi Gras, which ends up being a gay sex fucking orgy, we expect people to keep sanitizing their hands and keep a safe distance from one another. Oh yeah. Okay, let me let me just say this. If you have ever put hand sanitizer on your hands and you have cuts, that's one thing. Yeah. If you I'll put hand sanitizer anywhere else, I guarantee there's cracks it's gonna burn. That's it. Don't put hand sanitizer on and then touch a penis. Because you're not gonna get a call back in the morning. They're gonna hate you forever. Oh god. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen.
<laughs> Fantastic stuff. Uh, Nikki Fruit. Nikki Fruit Loops. Thanks for fucking calling in, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for letting me be on here for a bit. Nah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, thank you. It was nice to talk to you finally. I've seen your name in the chat for a while. It was nice to put a voice to the man. So, yeah, thanks for jumping in, man. And yeah, join us again in the future, everybody. won't you? I definitely will. And now that I know not to mute my mic at the beginning, and I'm Happy right Hanukkah, my nigga. Victor underscore von underscore shroom tipped five dollars. Oh, thank you, Victor. I heard we do random things. Yes. You up for the babysitter boogie? <laughs> the what? The what? Oh, the baby, the babysitter. Okay. Let's have a look at this. Before we go to break, ladies and gentlemen, Victor von Shroom. <laughs> Ich bin der Babysitter von der ganzen Stadt und weiß, dass eins der Baby schon ein Hobby hat. Yes. Er singt so gern den Babysitter Boogie Woogie Song und der Gewinn. Boogie Woogie Song. Yeah. Man hört, dass hier die Babys musikalisch sind und viel mehr von Musik verstehen als sonst ein Kind. Und jedes Mal, wenn ich den kleinen Kindern bin, dann macht es. Dann macht es. This is fantastic. How about we let this take us out to the break? Uh, thank you for joining us, Nikki Fruit Loops. If anyone else wants to jump on the show tonight, call in or jump in the Discord during the commercial break and we'll sit around we'll have a chat. Fucking beautiful. All right, it's Friday night here on the Daily Boogie. Stick around. We'll be right back after these short, short messages. and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Charworthing to here with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahoochinani of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasource in McCarran, where these chicans just be going chug crazy. It's off the hinge. We even got Karen's jumping off of trailers. We got Karen's going chug crazy over french fries. We even have Karen's that think they have the force. 
It's insane over here at Chamalila. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen, due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off cameras to come within six feet of your disease, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and not let immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time of transition from sleep to awake. Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I, I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. <laughs> how many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. How many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? The Washington Host. I, well, I don't know the Washington Host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. A younger man, we, we, would host, we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then. Uh, I, was, I was quite debonair. I was a big, big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company. And uh, myself and the Washington Post would get around town, make, make tremendous friends. And then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news. Because, as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down to go down the road and get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> no, Mr. Mullen, how many times... Did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. I, I, I do not have knowledge of that yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about 60 times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Yeah, I have no idea. I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what Granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. 
Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms. Police have reported. More I don't this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Hey, coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Friday night edition, Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. Uh, don't forget, later on tonight, catch a few of our friends. Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of French women. Uh, don't forget, uh, I think Joy of Pessy later. Winning TV will be on tomorrow. Uh, Major Tom will be on at some point with doom and gloom and everything nice and rosy that we like to enjoy here on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. A uh, couple of guys have jumped into the Discord during the break. So let's say hello to our guests, Victor Von Schroom and uh, Jim Enward. Boys, gentlemen, thank you. Welcome. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Oh, Me sugar, $5. Your Mardi Gras parade reminded me of this old skit from Japan. Enjoy hard gay. Oh, okay. Enjoy hard gay. Okay, let's have a look at hard gay here. For some reason, I've just been sent an SOS. The world's done for. Hard gay. I I I love the Japanese. I don't think I'm alone. Thank you very much for that, Mashuga. Um, I may have to watch that later on to try and make sense of it. Jim Enward, Victor Von Schroom, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. They're a very odd assortment of odd ducks. The Japanese? Yes. Well, it's funny, like, remember what we were talking about? So we were talking about the Mardi Gras before the break. And Victor, thank you for joining us, by the way. Uh, Victor Von Schroom, you can catch uh, the Victor show. He's also on with Phil D'Angelo on Thursdays, Winning TV. Thank you for joining us, Victor. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. First time on the show, I think, for Victor. So this will be fun. Um, (laughs) So uh, when we were talking about the Mardi Gras just before, right, and I told you about, like, these couple of guys I know who are, uh, exec like their corporate executives kind of thing. Uh, you know, they, they wear a fucking suit. They're very conservative, like, I wouldn't say politically, just I mean like in their natural day-to-day, the way they approach life kind of thing, very buttoned down and stuff. So they'll go to the Mardi Gras and, like I said, wear the hot pants and fucking, you know, put glitter on their chest and shit and dance. And then Monday they get back in their sports car and they go fucking back to work. I think there's a lot of, like, the Japanese are like that too. That's where you get these shows like Takeshi's Castle, where you get these music festivals that are just fucking going off. Like a lot of Western bands go and play in uh, Japan and they're like, these crowds are insane. Like they go fucking nuts because I think like the whole rest of their life, it's very buttoned down and, you know, very professional. And you've got to be like, you've got to be very conservative in the way you live your life. But every now and then, if you don't give people a chance to have a release, then that's when problems start. You know what I mean? We work hard. We play, play hard. hard. Exactly. Uh, one step too far. Thank you for the diamond, sir. Let me give Boogie Lemonigas. All right. Lemonigas. Um, so which way do you want to go here? Because like I said, pretty random show. We're going to do something random. Thanks for hanging out, guys. And if you want to hang out too in the Discord with the three of us. The three of us. 
we thought it was only gonna be the three of us. So there's a couple of ways we can go about this. Um, winning TV with a diamond. Yes. <laughs> winning TV with a diamond. DLive.tv slash winning TV. Japanese are fun. I am only half fun because uh, I don't know if you know this guy's Jim and Victor. Phil is half Japanese, half Italian. And that's a fucking hell of a mix, if you ask me. That's why I always say to Phil, brother, bring. Aha, brother, bring. I tell a joke. You brother like? Bring. Yeah. <laughs> brother, fucking bring, mate. Uh, the grubber I just grub. wonder what kind of noodles he likes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything with beef on it. Um, <laughs> what a combination, though, the Italian and the Japanese. You got two of the evil guys in one. He's half, he's two thirds of the axis of evil, is Phil. <laughs> the Italian and the Japs. Uh, I've only got German in my family tree so you know unfortunately one third of the Reich doesn't count uh which way do you want to go about this so i've got a couple of stories here how about we let you and the audience decide what do you think so i've got a story here this kid now i don't even know why this showed up on my timeline this is the story of a 17 year old kid who started his own business right mowing lawns and shit I like those kinds of stories. One step too far. Uh, one step too far with the diamond. How do I penetrate your Discord hymen? I don't know. There's a link floating around. Kitty B, you'll, there you go. Kitty B has already got the link. Kitty B, ladies and gentlemen. Kitty B is just fucking fantastic. Uh, Doomhauer in the chat. The axis of friendship. So we've got this 17-year-old kid who started a business, which I think is a fun story. We have the rabbi who has 18 children with seven different wives uh, living in the UK. That's one we could do. We also have Would You Eat Fruit Loops on Pizza, which is probably going to make a lot of people sick. And then we've got other stories over here that we can do. How about, for example, uh, the preacher who says too many women let themselves go after getting married. Uh, we've got the uh, this person, I don't know, who's complaining on CNN about lockdowns. Uh, we've got adult cyberbullying laws being passed in Australia. And uh, Black Father says he's frustrated after cotton lesson at Sun's school. So, I mean, there's there's so many ways we can jump off here. Tell me in the chat. And, you know, what do you guys think? Which which direction would you like to take? We've also got, by the way, um, pardon me. Where is this? Where is this video? Where's the video? Where's the video? Where's the video? We also have this, which Jim Enward sent through. Remember this guy that we covered a while ago? And that's what I reckon. You know, the Aussie cook. Mate, just fucking chop it up and put it in the pot. Wait until the fucking pot's boiling. Take it out. Finish it when it's cooked. Fucking turn the oven. So we have uh, an update from That's What I Reckon as well. So tell me in the chat, what do you think of, guys? What do you think? Where should we go with this? Well, obviously I'm partial. Okay. Partial to what? Uh, give me the lawn boy, uh, mower boy. Lawn mower boy. boy. Yeah, some good news on a Friday. Yeah. All right. When you say you're partial, am I going to assume that you're partial for Nats, what I reckon? Oh, yeah, because he completely abominates this fucking meal. Okay, okay. Because I haven't watched the clip yet. So I thought, well, I'll watch it, you know, on the show. And it's beautiful that you're here. I haven't seen it yet. So that's what the panel is saying. They want to see Lawnmower Boy and Nats, what I reckon. What about the chat? What have we got? Aussie Cook, Cooking Dude. Oh, okay. Recap of choices. Gypsy, fuck, man. There was like 10 of them. Um, okay, we've got the pastor who, not the pastor, but the pastor, the the God guy, the God botherer. Um, he says that women let themselves go after they get married, and this is an outrage. You've well, got, they do. Well, they do. Everybody knows it. Men do too. 
Uh, One Step Too Far has joined us in the Discord too. Thanks for joining us, man. You can get in on this. We've got uh, the Jewish man who has 18 children with seven different wives. Um, We've got the lawnmower boy. We've got Fruit Loops on pizza. And the black father who says he's frustrated after cotton lesson at his son's school, which I have to do at some point because it's fucking hilarious. Uh, adult cyberbullying. So it looks like more, it looks like generally speaking, people are more wanting to see the cook and the lawnmower boy. That's what I'm getting. Lawnmower, lawnmower boy sounds like an inspirational story. It is. It is an inspirational story. And it's a and it's an opportunity to um, criticize and insult other young people as well by using him as an ex- <laughs> as an example. So all right, how I about we do this? Much. Yeah, exactly. So all right, let's do Lawnmower Boy first, and then we'll do and that's what I reckon, and then we'll see how we're going for time and all of that kind of shit. All right. So I don't know why this is news. I have to preface this. One step too far. Welcome to the show. Um, oh, hey, how, how you doing, boys? Good man. Good. First time speaking. Howdy. If you don't know who One Step Too Far is, he's a guy who makes like little video, like music mashups and stuff, and he's he's pretty weird. He's just a weird dude. Yeah, I'm a fucking weird guy, but you know when I hear that Jews are up to something, I come a running. <laughs> well done. So uh, the first, so we're gonna do this the young tradie here first of all. Now the first thing that I noticed before we've even heard about like any triumph, before we've even heard about any business acumen, the first thing that must be acknowledged is the fucking sensational haircut. Look at that for a young man. Huh? That is a fucking. That is a trim. He's set for success. Oh, wow. This guy. Look at this, huh? So, that's a hard well, edge bull. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good one. Haircut. <laughs> It's a fucking fantastic haircut. So, all right. Kicker. And, and the 17-year-old mustache. I mean, this guy's good. I like him already. So let's check him out. Um, tell, tell me about, I suppose, Think Big Landscaping, your business and how you operate. Okay, so um, I actually started from mowing lawns. I used to walk around with like a little more. Sorry, I used right. to walk around with like a little more. He's nervous. I understand. He's nervous. I would be nervous too. 17 and they're, they're sticking the camera in your face and he's promoting his business at 17, which is pretty fucking... So at 17, he's getting like national news coverage for his business. That's pretty wild. Um, uh, actually, with a perm like that, he better be getting it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... You think I sat there for four hours in the fucking salon for nothing? Fuck you, man. <laughs> he started from mowing lawns. I used to walk around like a little more... Sorry, I used to walk around with like a little lawnmower and I used to just knock on doors and I used to get jobs. This is actually the first house I ever got and I've stayed in contact and I've kept him as a customer and I would say friend since I started. And See, see already, so this is the first fucking house he ever mowed their lawn, right? He said, I've kept him as as a customer, as a friend. Like, so he's now at this guy's place. Listen to this. And he's actually been a really big help to me. I would love to shout him out, but he said that he doesn't want anything so that's all right that makes me think that this guy might be somebody in the media right? it could be right? this is a pretty glowing commercial already very glowing yeah um but that's hey that's Ooh. fucking fine that's fine if that if it worked out that way if he was going yeah. around knocking on doors hey can i mow your lawn um just trying to make money so he would have been what 15 at the time when he started doing this 
Um, but oh, so probably it's Anderson Cooper. But yeah. This is a lesson. A young boy knocks on your door. It's Anderson Cooper. You see, yeah, you can <laughs> definitely mow my lawn. <laughs> but make Come sure it's not even in. Mardi Gras weekend. What are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. Come on in. So what I like about this, though, is he's already giving a lesson to big companies who have no fucking customer service. You know what I mean? So like t- two years after he started his business, he's now in like a, you know, a relationship with this customer. He's there at the house shooting <laughs> this bit for the show. Whereas like other companies will just fucking ignore you for months and months and months and months. And then they'll rip you off and then you have to chase them up yeah. and stuff. So this kid who's it's 17, he's already figured it out. Yeah. Well, he's figured out this kind of like job where you're working in somebody's home is all about personal. It's all about personal connection. It's not about price or anything like that. I'll pay the guy I pay because I pay. I fucking hate mowing lawns and stuff. So I pay a guy. I'm like, yeah, fucking spread some love, spread the spread the love around. I'll fucking pay a lawnmower guy, you know. And the guy I pay, like, I just fucking send him the money in the bank account. He doesn't fuck around. He's always like, thank you so much. You know, I'm like, this is good. This is good shit for a local economy. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. That's exactly how it works with me and my guy. Like, it's just, it's seamless. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking pleasure. It's a joy. You know what I mean? Because it's all about personal relationship. And since then, I had to start kid. thinking bigger because summer came, the lawn started dying. I had to start thinking a little bit more outside the box. Hey, so I started walking around one day and I kind of saw solar panels on roofs and I was looking at them and I was like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> and I was like, wow, there's a lot of solar panels. Yep. And I did a bit of research on oh, them and then oh, an idea. Oh. Yep. A lot of solar panels around this neighborhood. It came to my head. See, this is the beautiful thing, right? Like I've always worked in blue collar jobs and stuff and when I when we do these videos and these articles of like fucking the experts talking down to you, looking down their nose at you, telling you this is how you should live your life. You should listen to us. We know better than you. We're smarter than you. Some of the smartest fucking people I've ever met have been like blue collar guys. And so this kid who, you know, he's he's obviously left school already because he's he's seventeen at this point and he's running his own business. This is the kind of kid who, when he was in school, his pe- his teachers probably said, oh, you know, he's just average, just an average not dim. Not the brightest bulb. Yeah, like not overly, you know, probably good. I reckon he looks like a bit of a sportsman, so he's probably played a bit of junior football or something, you know, like just an average kind of, you know, dim kid. But he's already, you know, he was making money on his own walking around mowing lawns, and then when the lawns started to die, he's like, you know what, why don't I fucking clean solar panels in the summer, mow lawns in the winter? I mean, he's a fucking, yeah. he's a genius. <laughs> you know? call these, you know, the, the name it's for them underrated. are gold, gold collar workers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Smart enough to know that I'm not going to waste my fucking time in university or college or none of that shit. I'm going to get into a trade, start my own business and, and make some real money. So I'm not swimming in debt the rest of my life. I mean, this is smart. Fuck yeah. yeah like, you make him more... not smart. By the time he's make 23, yeah, like he's 17 oh, yeah. now, right? By the time he's 23, his friends will have just finished their university degree. He's probably owning his fucking home. You know, he's already, he'll already be half a million dollars in front of his friends by the time they finish He won't university. even have to do this shit anymore. He'll have employees. Exactly. Like, you know, there's more than yeah. one way. And he'll have a smoking hot wife that's cheating on him with the pool boy. <laughs> if he's lucky. <laughs> if he's lucky. Uh, but the, no, he'll, he'll, it. by 23, he'll have a smoking hot second wife who's cheating on him with the pool boy. 
Because he'll marry his high school sweetheart at 19, break up with her at 21. Yeah, when he, when he starts getting sports spy. car money. <laughs> and it said, you need to clean solar panels right now. You need to clean so solar panels. what I did panels. is I called up all the solar panel companies I could find. Because, you know, to be like, I'm going to, I'll be honest with you. Young, younger people do have it fucking so much harder than popular culture likes to admit. And older people don't like to admit. But it's true. Like the burden, like home ownership is a fucking myth for a lot of younger people, right? A lot of the kids, like it's harder to get employment, like it's swelled up so much. They tell you constantly throughout your schooling when you're young, oh, you need to go to university. You need to go to university. You need to go to university. You need to move to the city and get a fucking office job. Exactly. And But you go to university and you're not, you shouldn't really be there, right? You've just been convinced to be there. So you take something that's like, you know, the majority of kids are taking, you've never got a chance of making a career out of it, but you're doing it because that's what they told you to do. It's not your fault. And so you come out of the end of it and, you know, a lot of these kids should never have gone to university in the first place, but they did. And now they're working like menial retail jobs. There's no chance of them owning a home and stuff. So they do have it that much harder. So I'm going to avoid saying, oh, everybody should do what this kid does. But in saying that, this is a fucking fine example of, again, like, you know, probably just an average fucking student who's just like, hey, you know what? I could just go out there and make my own money. <laughs> I'll just do it that oh, way. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. I'm a fucking retard. And uh, the only regret I have about starting my own business is I didn't do it sooner. Right. Well, hey, man, don't sell yourself short, man. Come on. I bet the bus you, you rode on was you, anybody, You know, anybody size. can do what I do. But like anybody can do this, you know, all you need is a couple bucks, buy, you know, mow some lawns and then buy yourself a pressure washer, yep. get your shit in the kit, yep. you know, you, buy you yourself know a, why, a shitty uh, used car. Yep. Easy peas. I you say know why, the, is all... why the media I, sorry, I, I, was, that... I was just going to say oh, one step, to, you're right, one step, to, I was just going to say, I, I work night shift in the city. You know what I see all night, Jim, is like husband and wife fucking Asian couples out the front of office buildings in a city getting fucking cleaning equipment out the back of station wagons. Like, they're all over the place because these are these are couples who are like, you know what, let's just fucking run our own business. You sign up two or three office buildings, bang, there's your fucking living right there. You can you can buy a house on that and you work from yeah, like... Yeah, no, 100% restaurants seven o'clock too. At, yeah, work from 7 o'clock at night till like 6 in the morning, five days a week, bang, done. Home, uh, you can buy your kids a car, you can put them through fucking university, you can do the lot. It's just if you get off your ass and fucking have a crack, go go knock on every single office building in your area and say, do you have a cleaner? And if they say yes, exactly. then go, okay, well, if they don't, well, I can offer you this rate. I can do all that shit for you. You know, like, okay, you'll get it. You you will get clients. You will. Simple as that. I don't have a cleaner, no. but I do have a beaner. Because <laughs> 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 that's, that's a racial epic. Uh, American workers are flicking the bean. <laughs> Let's carry on. Right now. So what I did is I called up all the solar panel companies I could find and I price checked everyone and I got an um, average and then I bet that by another dollar because there is a fixed price on solar panels. <laughs> so he, did you hear that? He got the average price of getting your solar panels cleaned and then lowered his price by one dollar. Next thing you know, well, he's got that's a how we're, yeah. That's how it works. Just undercut the, the big guys. <laughs> he's putting people out of jobs, Victor. You shouldn't celebrate this kid. I mean, he's undercutting everyone in the industry. You know, obviously, it's terrible, right? <laughs>
He's a serious <laughs> threat to big away. solar. Yeah, he's this is this is what you call predatory pricing. He should probably be in prison for this. Should probably be. He watches prices right. The price is right. <laughs> uh, six hundred and fifty. Uh, six forty nine. One dollar less. Cunt. That's the most Jewish thing I've heard him do so far. You can't. And I, because I'm trying to get my foot in the door, I just had to beat that. Mm -hmm. So what yep. I did is I started doing solar panels, and while I was up there, I would start doing gutters as well. Yep. So I started cleaning solar panels and gutters. So he's up there, he's he's cleaning the solar panel. He looks at the gutter and says, "Hey, did you want us to give your gutters a clean out too? Like twenty bucks extra or something?" And they go, "Yeah, why not? Fucking clean the gutters out." Next thing you know, he's got a solar panel and gutter business. And from there, I got my first big job as a landscaper. Um, for my auntie was the first one. His auntie and was his. Uh, that's very happy. that is the sweetest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, man. Oh yeah, his auntie. So the auntie saw, you know what? This kid's trying really hard. Why don't we give him a, a you know, big job, two hundred bucks or something, full landscape. All right, let's go. You know, next thing you know, he's flying. Happy with the job, and from there, I've actually been doing a lot of um, work experience with people, and I've actually done my cert one and my cert two in construction already so i've had a lot of just experience even though i'm only 17 i've actually I actually. so he's gone through like our version of like community college guys is called tafe here so he's already gone through like two um certificates in tafe to get his building certification so is, you know what i mean like he's 17 he's start building retaining walls and shit yeah yeah i mean fuck man I, I love this kid i don't know anything about him and i don't know why this is in the news, like, feed on YouTube. I don't know why I saw it, but I watched, like, the couple of minutes of it, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this kid's a fucking genius. I love this kid, man. Just started quite young. Hell of a commercial. I was around. Yeah, like, just fucking get off your ass and have a crack. 14 to 15 when I got my first um, certificate in building. So now so I'm what, just what was that? He was, he was 15 years old when he got his first qualification in building. You know. no, but that's not uh, that bad. No, that's good. That's good. Um, he probably paid his own way through it, even so. Yeah, by mowing lawns. Well, also too, like that's that's you know a suggestion towards the education system that maybe you should push some people in this direction and you know. Oh, definitely. You probably don't need to get your fucking. You don't need to go get algebra. No, definitely not. Like you know, I'm not an Learn idiot. How to build some shit. Right, I like see. I'm not an idiot. I know I, I don't pretend to be like the smartest guy, but I know I'm not stupid. But I left school. Um, I left high school before I finished it because it, for me, I didn't really have it. I had to make money. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was, uh, I didn't have the option of staying in school and then going to university and stuff. That wasn't going to be an option for me. So I had to leave so I could make money. And you know, I bought my house at 23. And a lot of my friends who, you know, went through university and stuff and been working for years uh, using their degree and shit, um, you know, some of them have only bought a house in the last, you know, couple of years. Some of them still haven't bought a house. And, we're, you know, as a group, we're getting close to 40 now. Some of them are still renting. So because yep. I once I got told, like, so I left school to become a butcher, right? That was I took a trade. It's a trade here. So cutting up fucking dead animals, right? And as soon as I got it, I left. <laughs> as soon as I got the certification, I was out of the job. I quit. Um, so I did, I did that. And the first the first day I was there, I got told, hey, I bet a lot of your friends are going to university, right? And I said, yeah. And the guy said to me, so this is your chance. While they're spending money for the next five or six years, you need to be making it. And the, the, because eventually they'll make more money than you. That's true. But they're also going to have huge debts that you don't have. 
You're also going to be you Bingo. know, getting rent and shit that you won't have because you'll buy an asset now. In 15 years, your house will be worth more and they'll still be renting. He's like, that's the only thing that us blue collar guys have is that we start earlier. We get a head start making money wise. So make the fucking most of it. He wasn't yeah, wrong. I wish I, had learned, I wish I had learned that earlier, man. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised how big of a head start you get doing that. Yeah, like at least six or seven years, right? But then after they finish their degree, they've still got to work for a while to save up enough to get like the down payment on a house. And you know, by then I'd already well, bought know, one. Unless they did like uh, underwater, like female studies of, you know, <laughs> socio-cultural economic, <laughs> well, you know. How to basket weave, like how to basket weave as a trans disabled woman yeah. of color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that. How, how to cut your dick off 101. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, all right. If I might may give some advice to people in the chat, uh, sure. during my second year of college, we had internships. I figured out you can have the company where you're interning to, to invest into your education. So you don't have any debt. <laughs> right. You would get, so get, you would, so you would do get an agreement. Labor. Yeah. Right. So you would do an agreement and say, you help, you pay for my study and then I'll dedicate what I learn back into the business. Everybody wins. Oh yeah. Yeah. And ne negotiate that straight off the bat. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're cheap labor and they're going to ignore you. Yeah. Yeah. Do it from day one so they respect you. If you wait, uh, you know, too long and then suggest it, then they'll be like, why would we do that? He's just a, he's just fucking day labor. Who cares? Doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, okay. So tell you what, let's do this because this was the other video. Uh, Jim Enward sent this one through. Nat's what I reckon our favorite Australian chef. Let's have a look here. Oh. He's, he's actually been getting really big lately. He's done live shows in the casino here in Sydney. He's had his own TED fucking talk. I think once you make TED talk, that's when you're famous, right? Is that what happens? Is that how it works? More or less. More or I less. I mean, even if it's a TED axe. Unless, unless you're talking about something that they don't want you to talk about. Ah, uh, yeah, like uh, what's the guy from Million Dollar Extreme? That fucking famous... Sam Hyde. Sam Hyde, yeah, the famous yeah. fucking TED talk. Yeah. I've sent that to people and they go, what the hell is this? And I'm like, just enjoy it. Just be quiet. Just enjoy it. Just listen. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Just jump in the deep end. The water's warm. Exactly. This one, You'll this love one's, it. This one's fucking funny, though, because he completely obliterates the shit out of this thing. It shows why you should never use a fucking microwave. Oh, okay. So what? why don't you set this up then? Because you've watched it. You sent it to me. Okay, so give us a little bit of a fucking setup here, Jim. Let's play radio. He's, he's going back in the old-timey uh, microwave cookbooks. Nice. And he's got this... He's got this microwave set up and he's going to he's going to show you how to make a meal with a fucking microwave which is absolutely disgusting. Really? Which is pretty funny cuz it's yeah, cuz it's totally off of what he normally does. He's making, you know, chop shit up, put it up, but he may, you know, he makes good food and shit. Mm. Well, this video is called The Wrong Way to Make Dinner. But to be I've got to be honest here, but so you're saying that, I I've, I've got to be honest here. I have known, you know, a couple of microwave fucking chefs in my time who can do shit in right. microwaves, who are really good. But you know what they do? It's not like putting something in the microwave and setting it to an hour and leaving it. Microwave cooking is all about like fucking super micromanaging. So they cook it for five minutes and then they do something and they cook it for five minutes and then do something. And then they cover it and they try to lock in juices and stuff. People can cook in microwaves, but not everybody. I mean, it's a weird fucking talent to have. It's like learning how to code in QBasic, right? Like why would well, anybody I do that? Because you're autistic, that's why. Yeah, yeah, because you're just I, I trying mean, to fucking 
find a new technique. It's like, no it's like learning. It's, it's like learning <laughs> Latin. I microwaves. I fucking I fucking hate microwaves. You hate so microwaves. Right, right up my. I hate microwaves. I never. I haven't had a microwave. Microwaves is pieces of shit. You're, you're anti microwave as well. Years. I'm anti microwave. <laughs> Once you get these fucking microwaves out of our country, goddammit. I I don't I love a microwave because if like a re I got to reheat last night's fucking leftovers, man. Whack it in the microwave. Put three minutes. Where are in the fucking oven? Get a toaster oh, oven, dude. A toaster. toaster I can't oven pour life, spaghetti dude. sauce into a you, toaster oven, you, you lunatic. Who's a fucking microwave? We got a stove. in a microwave. I I don't know. I like a microwave. I don't mind a microwave. I wouldn't cook uh, a fucking. Yeah. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't cook Microwave fucking pot roast in a microwave though. That's lunatic stuff. I would never do well, that. Pretty much, you're, being, gonna, uh, you're gonna see this. <laughs> Boiling everything. You boil everything. <laughs> All right, let's have a look. Let's see what he's got for us. What's going on, champions? <laughs> I can welcome back to the kitchen. Now listen up. Today I also like his apron. It's a fantastic apron. Now, have we established other crosses straight edge, Marks? I I th I thought so. Me too. I thought he was straight edge. Right. Is he? But I don't know because I've seen him take a fucking glug of wine. Uh -huh. So maybe that's just one little glug. Shady. He's not a, he's shady. Not a loser. Well, can you drink and still be straight edge though? I th I I genuinely thought straight mm. edge meant like no coke and shit. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, he's using a microwave, so it's not like anything too bad can happen, right? Let's carry on. Uh, straight edge, as far as I remember, is uh, no drugs, no booze, no cigarettes. Yeah. It's not necessarily yeah, religious, but a lot of religious bands be, are straight edge, if that makes sense, too. Like, it's not. That could be. Uh, yeah, there was a. Religious there was straight, the straight edge. edge. Is like pro homosexuality straight edge. <laughs> they were there was there was uh you know in the early 2000s there was like a really big movement of like straight edge hardcore. well it wasn't even religious it was they were just straight edge hardcore they were yeah. they were trying to emulate like the old straight edge movement from the 80s but they were like trying to tough guy hardcore it up right it was pretty funny okay. i got in a fight with a bunch of those guys at a show back in the day <laughs> i was smoking a cigarette <laughs> oh really they that would that yeah, would give you the non-smoking kid man I was like fucking 15 and they fucking took my pack. They fucking beat me up and took my pack of cigarettes and threw it in the rain. Bro, that's wow. not about being straight edge. It's because you were 15 smoking cigarettes, dude. So? I, I was. I started smoking when I was 12. Well, and if yeah, anybody I, had a fucking yeah. tried to steal, yeah, I like. First, I have my first cigarette <laughs> at like 11 or 12. Yeah, when I was. Your yeah, dad's, I like stealing your dad's darts. If some like straight edge fag, if some straight edge fag at a punk show tried to steal my cigarettes when I was 12, I would have legitimately clawed his fucking eyes out. <laughs> like, the yeah, fuck Because like, <laughs> I would have like been drunk as well. guys, man. And they were big. <laughs> Big yeah. fucking jock dudes. Yeah, but they're straight edge, you know. They're ultimately gay. Yeah, so when you're drunk, you, <laughs> I've never seen a sober person lose a fight to a drunk person. I'll put it That's that way. That's true. That's true because you can't feel shit. Oh well, I guess you've never seen me drunk, dude. Let's <laughs> carry on. That's either going to make you laugh a lot, right. or you're going to think I'm a massive fuckwit. Either way. <laughs> I'm fucking going for it. I, I'm I'm glad that even though he's getting more famous, that he's not really changed his fucking act yet. I'm hoping that he doesn't because it was working so well before. He hasn't gone all Hollywood on us. You know what I mean? He's well, he does have a nice new kitchen. 
Well, you're right, actually. He does too. Fuck, I didn't notice that. Oh my God, you're right. No, 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 that's the same kitchen, isn't it? Not from the beginning. Oh, are you sure? I, don't I think know. you probably played. You probably played one of his videos when he's in this kitchen. He moved. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I did play one. This might have been the ragu one, actually, that we watched. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Hey, by the shit, you can cook in those fucking things. Well, just look at these carrots. Mm, delicious. Bloody good carrots. So today, those are, mate. Of any actual fucking help in the kitchen, I thought we'd take the piss a bit and cook some food in one of these fucking things. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. <laughs> the Tucker fucker, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tucker fucker. If you don't know what Tucker is, Tucker is food. That's Aussie food. Good Tucker, bad Tucker. You're here for some Tucker. It's not Tucker Carlson. It's not Tucker Penis. It's Tucker food. Okay. Tucker Penis. Penis. Oh, man. It is Mardi Gras That's weekend though, so you know, live and let live. <laughs> there will yeah, be some tucking. Yeah. <laughs> the tucker fucker. I scored this little fucking electrical sin bin for about fucking 20 bucks. And let me Garage tell you, sale. if you think I'm not getting my money's worth out of this thing and laughs, you got something coming, Wait, champ. If you think that's all I frigged. <laughs> so, what was that? Uh, did he call it a sin bin? Like, uh, no. If you get put, if you get put in the sin bin. So, do you know what a sin bin is? Yeah, uh, yeah, like a jail cell, right? No, no, it's it's. I'm, I'm, it's kidding, a penalty I'm box. kidding, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like hockey, okay, the penalty right, box. Right it's like football, getting a yeah, red card. Okay. You know, you're in the sin bin. Right on, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got something coming, champ. If you think that's all, I frivolously. It's hard if I can say frivolously. <laughs> I've got to admit, I do like the random laughs from his missus when I hear them, because you can tell you can tell he's he's he would be one of these guys, you know. If you were a girlfriend of this guy, he'd be one of those guys who's really funny and charming most of the time. But when you're in a shitty mood as a woman, he would be the worst to live with, you know. Oh, I mean? just totally annoying. Fucking annoy the shit out of you. <laughs> just pressing the buttons. Exactly. Because yep. if you're in a good mood, then you would laugh at his annoying things that he does. But if you're not in a good mood, you would want to fucking kill the guy. But if you think yeah, that's the end of my got a like that. Absolutely. Spending. Eh, you're wrong. Check this out. Fucking buckle up with this shit. I copped myself a copy of Sharp, the complete microwave and convection cookbook. Oh, nice! So I thought we'd cook a fucked up dish from the microwave bible itself, curried sausages. Oh, curried sausages in a microwave. Oh, my God. All right. And now I'm starting to get repulsed. Now I'm yeah, starting to Yeah, see, this is why I hate microwaves. <laughs> this is not going to be good. I don't even like I don't even like curried X. I do like a good it has to be like a really, really good curry though. That's the only time I'll enjoy a curry if it's a really nice one. When it's those really oily fucking shits, I don't like them. You know, it's gotta be a nice fucking thick, hearty curry. And it doesn't necessarily have to be hot either. Just a good fucking curry on a winner's night is a really good thing. Um so yeah, I don't like curried snags. I don't like curry pies. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird what if they do oily, too like because sure. they infuse they infuse the oil and then they'll pour it directly into the fucking sauce. 
yeah, so it's all just floating around on top. Yeah, yeah, it's all separated and weird. It doesn't emulsify properly. It's all fucked up. Exactly, it's fucking disgusting. So I can only imagine the horrors that are about to befoul us when he does a fucking curried sausage in a microwave. Jesus Christ. There oh, you should see is. the side Woo. dish. Well, I put the uh, ingredients up there, but I'm not sure you're going to want to fucking eat this one. Maybe you do want to... <laughs> <laughs> okay, good start. Good start. Yep. Yes. <laughs> See, this is so Mersh will play fucking Jack Scalfani, right? Mersh plays Jack Scalfani. It's like, oh, look, he's a horrible cook. See, Jack, this is you can learn from that's what I reckon to become a good cook because he will, Jack won't tell you that what he's about to cook is fucking garbage. <laughs> he waits until the end until it's obvious, until it's plainly clear that it is garbage. Whereas Nat will tell you straight up straight up front, no, 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 what I'm about to cook right now, it's going to be fucking shit, trust me. It's terrible. So you shouldn't even, you don't even want to do this. This is just for the laughs. That's what Jack Scalfani This is a joke video. Exactly. <laughs> he is using a microwave. I feel like we know from the start if you're using a microwave. Hey, <laughs> fucking nuclear curried sausages. Nuclear do, curried. Get a pen and paper and follow along. Now this dish probably feeds about four people. I'm going to cut the recipe in half because I don't know four people that fucking hate themselves enough to want to eat this. <laughs> Let's have a look at how you arrange food. Oh my god! I love this guy. Look at this. This is what they took from us, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's learn about how to arrange your food. <laughs> food arranging. That was that was home ec back in the nineties, by the way. If you're in high school in the nineties, let's learn how to arrange the food so it looks more edible. <laughs> hey, home ec is the reason why they invented lazy Susan. Yeah. Do you really need something like that? No. No, but I can tell you one thing. I'm always going to take advice from somebody who draws their own eyebrows on, though. Look at that. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> that looks... She's like the rock, man. That's fantastic. All right, let's carry on. You arrange food. Right, first step. Arrange sausages on a microwave rack. I don't fucking have a microwave rack. What the fuck so is a microwave a rack? Plate? Have you ever heard of a rack for a microwave? Is, doesn't it have a turntable in there? What's that about? That's the odd thing. Like maybe you can get like a circular rack with a fucking plate yeah, underneath I feel it like or a something. Rack goes in a toaster oven. Right, or in the in the oven itself. Like you could have an oven or rack. a cooling rack or something like that. Wow. You know, to elevate it. What would you do with a microwave rack? Would you like whack a chicken on it or something? Or? You'd elevate. You use it to elevate so the heat would permeate underneath instead of it being directly on the surface right. i would believe I you'd take it out of the microwave <laughs> most most racks are square so this doesn't jive well you because know, i would think like what if you know how you do beer can chicken like maybe something like that yeah. in a microwave you know like put it on a thing where it's shove it up its ass and cook it that way i don't know, I don't know. there you go you could probably do that okay. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Nice arrangement. Ooh. <laughs> look at that delightful I <laughs> think you'll agree that's a lovely arrangement. <laughs> Step two, cook for 10 minutes on medium-high in capital letters. Does anybody ever use the different settings on their microwave or do they just use high all the time? Only, only if you're defrosted something. Yeah, defrost I can understand. But every other time, it's only ever on high all the time, isn't it? Yeah, you I just cook mine like an artist. <laughs> Victor, what was that? You're an artist in the microwave. No, no, I program mine like an artist because you, uh -huh. you have no idea how 
how many settings a microwave has these days? <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch. It's like, are you cooking? Yeah. Are you cooking chicken that I'm was frozen two you. days ago? Yes, I am. Because oh, okay. there is a difference between having a microwave of 700 watt and putting it on high and 2400 watt putting it on high. <laughs> right, because you don't want it like you don't want the outside to be chewy, but the inside to be raw. You don't want to make rubber. Exactly. Is your wife pissed at you and not making dinner tonight setting? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, but what would you be heating up? Though? It would only be like a tin of baked beans. Frozen hot dogs. Frozen hot dogs, exactly. Oh, Cook for 10 minutes on medium high, turning halfway through cooking. Great. In we go, champ. Here we go. Oh, gross. High, defrost, medium high. Medium high. 10 minutes, so we'll do five. That is fucking ancient, isn't it? That microwave. Holy cow. Oh, Jesus. That's that makes me. That's smile. a 20 year old microwave. Yeah. That's a <laughs> that's a beautiful piece of machinery there. It's a Panasonic as well. A Panasonic microwave. Wow. Absolutely absolutely wonderful. And then we'll turn it. Buckle up, champ. Buckle up. Don't feel comfortable being that close to it. Oh no, he forgot the paper towel to absorb the fats that are coming out of the sausage. He's gonna ruin it. Fucking maniac. He's gonna have all that reserved fat to add later. Ah, for the flavor, Jim. Yes. It's good, you gotta have the flavors. <laughs> See, this is why they should have been on a rack though. They've gotta be in a rack, not in a plate. Now they're gonna be swimming, now they're gonna be congealing in their own fats. Better turn them over then. Oh, look at that. Mm, doesn't that look beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you, should, you should not only turn them, but flip them, like, around, invert them, you know? So, like, take the edge, take the, the snag from the edge of the plate and, like, flip it over and put that bit in the middle. Because clearly it's cooking more on the outside, like, closer to the edge of the plate than it is in the centre. So, you know, flip them around. Have a go, Nat. Jesus Christ, Nat. Give them their best chance. Now, back in for another lovely five minutes. Here we go, and one, two, three, four, five. Go, you good thing. <laughs> so we need half an apple and a whole onion, and chop those up and put them in a fucking bowl. Oh, right. I can smell it. <laughs> in the bowl. Oh, I've still got a minute. I don't know what to do with myself. Moment of truth. Here we go. Here we go. Woo! Pumped. I want to give that a fucking wide. They do look cooked, though. Got to admit. Oh, but they, they, technically, maybe. Yeah. Wait till you see the inside. Mmm. Because the inside ain't done. That's key. Yeah, we don't know what we're cutting into here, do we, really? I mean, if it's all mushy and shit. Mm. Give that a fucking wide berth for a sec. Fucking look at that, would ya? <laughs> yeah, they look cooked, but they don't look good. <laughs> like, there's no grill mark or anything. They kind there's not of... a good sear on it. No, nah. you know what it kind of looks like? It looks like in a sci-fi movie when someone gets let out of the airlock in space. You know, and they start <laughs> blistering and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it looks like. That's right, Karen. Step three: in a two to three liter casserole. 
Not casserole dish, just casserole. Just a casserole. Melt butter for 40 seconds on high. Mm -hmm. Can do, champ. Eh. It's the future. This is the way people cook. In, In the, the future. future. I don't know about you, but I feel like 40 seconds is quite a long time. Step four. Add You've, I, I melt butter in the microwave as well, but the way I melt butter in the microwave is to do it for like 10 seconds, check it. 10 seconds, check it. You usually don't have to go more than 30 seconds and then I mush it all up and swirl it around. You know what I mean? I could be... Yeah, basically. Yeah, I could I could do it the hard way and put it over a fucking hot stove like in a dish and get steam going underneath it and stuff, but it's like I don't have 20 minutes to melt butter. Add onions, oh, apple. That's, a, that's, how you, that's how you melt butter for popcorn and shit if you have a microwave. Yeah, just so I did it in. when I was a kid. Yeah, fucking oath. So microwaves are—they do have a use. They do have a purpose, not for the main dish, mm. but at least preparing the condiments. <laughs> Bam! We're doing one and a half teaspoons of curry powder, an eighth of a cup of sultanas. Haven't had sultanas since I was in fucking school. Same ear, man. Fuck! I can't remember the last. Your sultanas, time. like I don't know what the hell those are. Oh, dude, you don't know what sultanas are? Sultanas are raisins, I guess. And um, when you're a kid here, you grow up and you get them. You get them in like little cardboard boxes, like in your lunch. You know what I mean? Like a little handheld cardboard box full of sultanas, which are like raisins. Uh, one step too far with a diamond. Hate to leave abruptly, boys. Fiance wants a ping ping. There you go. P -p ping ping for lady one step. Well, thank you for joining us. One step too far, ladies and gentlemen. The guy who's been banned off YouTube way too many times, but he is a bit of a weird cunt. But thank you for joining us. One step too far. Uh, yeah, sultanas in a little box, like raisins. Not a great memory. Anyway, step five, cook for three minutes on high, stirring once. So I'm not <laughs> even stirring it yet. The answer is yes. Okay. Fucking okay. one, fucking two, fucking three. Fucking. Better give it a stir. Here we go. Back into it, champ. Okay. Dissolve stock cube in water. This is a beef stock cube. Oh, Half God. A oh, beef no. stock cube. <laughs> he didn't even crumble it or anything. He just, <laughs> just put it in the water. You've got to crumble that shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you expect it to disperse? <laughs> He's just plunked it in there like a like a uh, Barocca in the morning after a big night out. You know? <laughs> Fucking look at that. It's not my fault the fucking cube doesn't want to dissolve. Yes, what? it is! You should have crumbled it! <laughs> it is your fault, Nat. I'm sorry. I know you're the professional. Mr. Somehow fucking Big I think YouTube. He's not channel. really putting in his full ass on this one. <laughs> Do you get that feeling? I thought I was alone. <laughs> I thought I was the only one who thought that. It looks like he's not really trying. Cube. I mean, not. I, I know not trying is kind of his gimmick, but this is even worse. <laughs> this is a level yeah. beyond. There we go. Alright. Add flour and stock, mix well and cook for three minutes on high. Eighth of a cup of flour, in goes the stock in two thirds of a cup of water. Holy fuck, what the fuck is this? Mmm, can really smell those sultanas. High for three. <laughs> now I believe comes the time to cut our sausages oh, this, into this is, thirds. Now this is this is where the action comes, I think. So, Jim, you're excluded from this competition, right? But for the rest of us who haven't watched this, let's give people three options in the chat. Press one in the chat for severely, dangerously, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> E. coli spreading undercooked, number one in the chat. Press two in the chat for 
cooked enough to eat, but still a little bit suspect. Press three in the chat for just like god awful, unedible fat and overcooked. What do you think? One, two, or three? One for undercooked, two for, yeah, I might get sick, but I'll take the risk. Three in the chat for, I'm not fucking touching. What do you think? Tell us what you think. Yeah, the chat's getting it. Chat's going for three. Is it two? Three from Phil. One from Nikki Fruit. One Carrier Monkey. G- Gypsy with the three. Okay, most people think they're going to be disgusting, overcooked, unedible, fucking terrible. So let's have a look. Can't wait to cut that into thirds. Oh, oh look at the... F- <laughs> oh, no! Oh, my God! <laughs> Did you know that was going to happen? Oh... Let's put that on the big screen. Now, look at this. Maybe we can slow it down. Yes. We'll slow this down. Make it very slow. Now, I want you to I want you to pay special attention in the chat to the to the fucking fat that's like clinging like, like it's clinging for grim death to the end of the sausage. Like a mountain climber clinging for his life with one hand, right? Look. Uh... It looks like somebody has sneezed it out. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. It just he's holding up a sausage and it just looks like snot coming off the sausage. Fucking looks very appealing. Uh Monica in the chat says the fat has congealed. Yakin has been sitting out for 10 minutes. <laughs> Gypsy of Diamonds with the diamond. Vandy just steals the diamond, Gypsy. Uh, buttercum. Buttercum. There you go. It's a little bit of buttercum. Get that in your mouth and suck it. Uh, oh, hang on. We need to put the speed back, I think. <laughs> Birds. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Look at that, would you? That's why you cook it. Oh. <laughs> Look at this fucking blistered sausage with the snot hanging off it. How fucking good is this? Very appealing. Put in the microwave because it cooks it better. Microwave cooking is cleaner and healthier. Just about done. <laughs> Go, son. Yes! Step eight, add sausages. <laughs> not telling me to Smoke. stir it now, but I'm going to boldly assume... <laughs> I'm going to boldly stir it, even though the instructions haven't told me to. Assume ...that we might have to stir it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was, that was a genuine wretch. You know, I know a fake wretch when I see one. That was a genuine one. He was trying not to wretch, you know? He can't help it. <laughs> can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> right, final fucking step. Cook an extra five minutes on oh. You betcha, champ. Okay. Here we go. In the go tuck- for gold, champ. Into the tucker fucker. 
Now it does. I say- I, 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 w- I kind of want to watch one of these old microwave cooking videos now, though. Am I the only they're one? They're so sad. Oh, they're man. so sad, but <laughs> like, they're funny. I kind of want to watch like anything that has that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I must see this. I must. Lesson four: more cooking. Oh, goody. Now it does say that we can serve this. <laughs> Cabaret in the chat. In regards to the fat dripping off the sausage, he said the medical term is discharge. <laughs> the curry Not sausages wrong. are discharging. <laughs> With boiled rice or noodles. Okay. I thought, boiled rice isn't that exciting. So How can you boil rice in a microwave? Fucking rice dishes from one of these other fucked up microwave cookbooks. Let's cook our rice dish okay. from the ultimate... Microwave cook. Oh, so he's doing microwave rice as well? Oh, fuck. Okay. I don't think he does the whole rice in the microwave. Oh, I was going to say, because now I'm interested. <laughs> so might be using leftover, but the side dish is interesting. Okay. Other than the parsley. Well, it looks very presentable. Thing. What is it? I don't know. Fuck it. Let's make it. <laughs> Three cups of cooked rice. Done. <laughs> Half a cup of butter. Ooh, it's Two a lot tablespoons of, of finely chopped onion, yes. which turns out is half a fucking onion. One cup of finely chopped parsley. Ugh, that's way too much parsley. That's a lot of parsley, dude. I fucking <laughs> I don't even like parsley at the best of times because I don't like the texture. You know what I mean? It's like it gets stuck in the back of your throat and shit. I don't like it. Um, half a cup? Jesus, that sounds awful. Three eggs separated. Sure. Three yolks, three words. Whatever. (laughs) Here we go. It's the big moment. Can't wait. Fuck yeah. Holy fuck. Would you look at that? (laughs) Ew. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Not even a dog would eat that. Look at that masterpiece. <laughs> this is one of those ones where you're like, you know, honey, this food is fit for a king. Here, king. Here, boy. <laughs> Go on, king. Fuck me. That. Mm, doesn't it look great? Mm. <laughs> Right, where were we? Fucking place butter in the two-litre bowl. <laughs> Winning TV in the chat. I just retched. <laughs> two minutes. Why do I feel like two minutes? Foggy in the chat described the dish as a shot vomit scramble. <laughs> Very well done. So that's 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 too many shots, and that's your dinner coming back like five hours later at one in the morning, you know? That's what happens. And you can you never know. You could whack it in the microwave and re-eat it again in the morning. Yeah, you could reduce it a bit. Yeah. Concentrate the flavors. Exactly. <laughs> Why do I feel like two minutes? Like listen to that shit. Mm-hmm. That's too long. What the fuck is going on in there? It's still got a minute to go. Fuck should be wearing sunglasses around this thing. This thing's gonna give me a and you should be wearing a lead pouch around your balls as well. Yeah, maybe there's lead on the inside of his apron. Yeah, exactly. Fucking tan, isn't it? Nice to see you. Fucking three weeks later, the butter's melted. 
fucking hear can it. hear it still sizzling. Going. Look, it's bottled Holy all over Jesus. the fucking roof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes seems like a fucking long time to have butter in a microwave. No, you know, I'm I'm not surprised. It's I'm I'm surprised it's not burnt. But yeah, are the are the fats going to start separating or right. the solids or whatever? Well, they're obviously separating because half of them ended up on the roof of the microwave. <laughs> you can't get more separated than that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Add onion. Yep. Parsley. Yep. Rice. Yep. And egg yolk. <laughs> stiffly beat egg white. The, the way the rice just fucking plops into this. Plunks right in there. And doesn't change its form. It doesn't lose its shape. <laughs> Look at this Rice. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not rice at that point. That's fucking rice pudding. <laughs> when it's like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and egg yolks. Stiffly beat egg whites. <laughs> Leo Von Puzel in the chat. That's day old rice. <laughs> egg whites into rice mixture. Oh, I can't wait to do this. <laughs> Spoon mixture into greased ring dish. What the fuck is a ring dish? Okay, I guess that's a ring. That's uh, like old timey presentation style. Oh yeah, like people would put. Punch okay, it's like in a them. bunt cake type of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, upside down. So you you do it that way, and then you flip it upside down when you get it out of the oven. Yeah, but who the fuck has one of those nowadays? Nobody. This is this is shit that was around in the seventies, man. No one makes turtles. This, <laughs> this is this is a creative way to go to circumvent it. Yes. It's a fucking greased ring dish because it's not the fucking eighties. Now what I've got to fucking one of these fucking things. And to uh, recreate the ring vibe, yep. I'm going to put this <gasps> in the center. Oh, he's the antichrist. How can you do this? <laughs> you've got to you've got to stay true to the fucking book, Nat. What are you doing, mate? Fuck. And spoon the mixture around the fucking cup. Level the top of the mixture. Love spooning some mixture. Maybe a bit big. Doesn't tell me what kind of ring dish, so fucking piss off. <laughs> Cook on high for four minutes. Okay. <laughs> Even he's like, Cook on high for four minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like when. It's like when you get told to do something from the boss at work, you know that it's wrong and you know that it's not not going to work. You know, so like in my position, like I would say, hey, you know, I, I just want to let you know that I think this is a really bad idea because X and X is going to happen. And it's when you get that thing like just do what you're told, you're like, okay, <laughs> you know. Alrighty then. All right, if this is what you really want. So you want me to put this shit on high for four minutes in the microwave? Yes, that's what I want. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right sure. Why not? If this is what you really want. I don't know. <laughs> Start. Now I get it. I'm fucking hating on the microwave quite a lot here. He I just don't fucking use them. I don't see the problem with reheating your fucking coffee in it or boiling some fucking. <laughs> reheating your coffee in it. That's all. He doesn't even put food in it. It's like, no, I'll reheat a drink, not food. Water, whatever weird shit you want to do in it. It's great for quick tasks like melting butter or reheating coffee. Reheating coffee. I've never reheated a coffee, ever. Have you? Never, eh? Never. Never. It's like tea. Once it's cold, you throw it out. Exactly. 
Like once once a coffee gets to that stage where it's cold enough to be thrown in the bin, you throw it in the bin. You know, I don't you know, drink hot coffee, so I don't know. You don't drink hot coffee? Why not? No. Why not? You live in Canada. Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. It's very cold. If I drink outside. coffee, if I drink I if I drink coffee, it's iced coffee. So you really just love the winter punishment, don't you? No, uh, if I want something warm, I'll drink tea. A cup of tea, a little bit of a cup of tea. I'm, I'm wondering because in America, I know they don't drink tea in America. Is Canada a little bit more British like that? You know, little cups yeah, of tea? we have the well, we still have the Queen on our money, so that should let you know about ah, everything. About that. Okay, but you are closer to America, so there's more Americanisms there, I think, than there would be here. But we do have tea more often than not. Right? Yeah. Yep. Let's get this straight. I don't think I'm fucking better than people that cook in the microwave. Really? I think it's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect way to address any potential future outrage campaign that might be coming against you you know look i don't have a problem with gay sex i just think it's fucking weird <laughs> you know that's okay can we really be angry at him for this i don't have a problem with people cooking the microwave i just think you're fucking weirdos if you do it you know whatever that's that's <laughs> my position anyways exactly it's really weird here they go, down to 24. We see 23 up to 22 now. Here's number seven now. We got oh, we're five, doing a race call of seven. They're coming down four. around the outside. We've got three, two, and one. The winner of the race is the fucking rice ring. The rice oh. ring. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is a professional chef, this guy, isn't he? Yeah, at some at some, at some location level. or something. Right. Yeah, but no, he knows how to cook. But I think he was like, I think he did his time as like doing bar food or something, you know, like working, you know, where it's like fucking steak and chips and vegetables kind of thing. I think he did his time doing that. I'm not sure before he's gone into like, you know, chefery at a professional level, like a bistro chef. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a pub or at a pub or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Now I've got to get that onto here. Which would explain... Now, think, Sorry, go ahead, Victor. Do you think the eggs are done? Do I think the eggs are done? <sighs> oh, four minutes in a microwave, they'd be overdone. They'd be like rubber now. Is that a controversial oh, Is that a controversial thing to say? That was like dead silence. <laughs> Can you believe this? Disavow, Boogie. Fuck. No, if, you wanna have fun with a, if you want to have fun, boil an egg in a microwave. Yeah, my wife used to, my wife actually has um, these, my wife has these weird little like um, egg cooker things that she cooks in the microwave. So you like crack it, it's like a little microwavable container and you crack an egg into it and then it comes out, like it works, I don't know what it does or how it works, but it comes out all fluffy and shit, you know, like, like a bit of a souffle kind of a texture to it. Like you just say, so you just put a couple of raw eggs in there, bang, put it in the microwave and it comes out all fluffy and nice and eggery and you can put it on a salad or a toast or whatever so that works well but i don't know what it is yeah somehow oh that looks fucking <laughs> that looks terrible and it's lopsided as well which is perfect hey! the parsley rice ring center may be filled with various fillings uh. did i notice that some of these various oh, what, the, what have they got in there cherries Got cherry tomatoes, uh, like pine pineapple, and fake lettuce. And what is this herb here? Probably more parsley. 
Nah, that's not parsley. That looks like grass. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fake, it's I think it's fake like lettuce. <laughs> that's something a cow would eat. This fillings are cherry tomatoes. Oh, wait. Oh, dill. Yeah, it's dill. Lettuce. <laughs> Kiwi fruit and dill. Mm. Yeah. Match made in Devon. Lettuce leaves in there. Some kiwi fruit. <laughs> cherry tomato. Oh, it's kiwi. Of, of course. Kiwi fruit is very special. It's amazing. Um, but it's only good for like two weeks of the year. <laughs> Every other time it's either sour or too sweet. Tomatoes. And of course, some dill. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look at that thing. <laughs> I love that he's he's trying to recreate the book, and the book does just have like whole cherry tomatoes shoved on top for some reason. I guess maybe you can save the tomatoes and use them in the next dish as well. Like it's food presentation. That's right, arranging food. Arrangement. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So here's what we've made ourselves. Oh God! It looks like a fuck. I'm sorry. It looks like a bowl of turds. It really does. <laughs> it's a real dog's breakfast, eh? It's a dog's breakfast right there, my man. So, so he... <laughs> listen to listen to his fucking missus. She is dying. Just she's just cracking up. <laughs> Cause he probably feeds her the most amazing shit, you know what I mean? And she's like, Oh my god, look at this. Ourselves. Look what we were eating back in the late seventies, early eighties, by the way. Look at this. People want to people want to blame things like fluoride in the water, or chemicals in the water supply, or too much you know chemicals in the food and stuff for our current situation. No, let's go back to what we were doing in the seventies and the eighties. Oh, okay, a bowl of turds, fucking wonderful. Well, in microwaves. Yeah, cooking in microwaves so you can have the bowl of turds quicker, so you can <laughs> shove it down your guts <laughs> twenty minutes quicker. <laughs> fucking wonderful. <laughs> you know. So, so here's what we've made ourselves today. <laughs> Curried sausages. Oh and of course, God. the lovely parsley rice ring. Yeah. How do they taste? Let's find out. Oh, now no. I understand to the untrained eye, this might look like perfect microwave 80s perfection. Yeah. The truth of the matter is all of these meals came with the same fucking garnish. Didn't matter what the fucking meal was. <laughs> came with a slice of orange <laughs> and a pinch of parsley. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage a la ronge. I like it. Fucking wonderful. <laughs> right. Way to class the joint up a bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's taste it. Oh. Fuck. He's not looking forward to it, is he? No. Come on, Nat. Get it in you, mate. Here goes nothing. Better have some kiwi fruit and lettuce. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing that. It's like where you're trying to hold down a vomit. Mm. Mm. That is so fucking disgusting. <laughs> Maybe a cherry tomato will help. Okay, a cherry tomato is a cherry him. tomato. I want to see him try the sausage. Yeah, I, well, we have to see the sausage. That's, that's like the centerpiece of the dish, isn't it? That's the, the coup de gras. Exactly. Like the rest of it can be garbage. If the sausage is good, then you'll eat it. But if the sausage is bad, then everything's bad. There's some sultana in my sausage. Sultana with this. <laughs> Listen, cook food however you want. That's the fun thing about cooking. Personally, I don't recommend a microwave, <laughs> but that's just me. 
But he didn't actually say anything. <laughs> he just ate it and didn't, yeah, didn't refer it's to it. It's food. It's food. <laughs> it exists. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you were starving to death, you might consider doing something like this, but... Uh, you know, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I would rather kill myself, honestly. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I've got a gas oven because it's just enough room for my head to fit in. So we could <laughs> <laughs> put the old Mo Sizzlack on it. <laughs> exactly. No funeral. Tape to the back of you. To the back. <laughs> did make me laugh. And now I have to eat the rest of it so I don't waste it. No, you don't. So there you have it. Fucking parsley rice ring with curried sausages. All made in the microwave. Wow. Righto. See you next time. There you go. <laughs> what an age we live in. Oh, wonderful. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we might wrap it up there. Victor Von Shroom, Jim Manword, thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Cheers. 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 Absolute pleasure. Um, you can catch Victor Von Shroom, by the way, The Victor Show, dlive.tv slash The Victor Show. Thanks to One Step Too Far, who uh, called in as well, and Nikki Fruit Loops, who's in the chat. Thanks to everyone for joining in. I uh, hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Like I said, it was that kind of a night. It was that kind of a vibe tonight on a Friday. So thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you to everyone who contributed on DLive. Thank you to everyone who contributed on Streamlabs. I'll be back on Monday with another edition of the show. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. Until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
dass sie die Babys musikalisch sind und viel mehr von Musik verstehen als sonst ein Kind. Und jedes Mal, wenn ich dem Kind die Windeln bin, dann macht es... Der Technik ist spazieren fährt, dann sing ich mit dem Babylein den Babysit. 